0: Welcome to the very first episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate. I'm Kate.
1: And I'm Janine.
0: And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst, and sometimes best, but mostly worst, pop culture of the 2000s. Explain exactly why we're doing this.
1: So we've known each other since 2007, Mm -hmm. and it is now 2017, so it's 10 years that we've known each other. Even though we both met when we were teenagers, and we did meet online, so we were both dorks, I was definitely more of a dork than you were. I rarely left my little internet haven and didn't really interact with larger pop culture. To this day, people will make pop culture references that I still don't get because I never really had a view into that world. We were just talking about, you know, just different things and, and every time you'd say, hey, have you seen this? I said, no, I've never seen it. Or do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, I have no clue. We both decided it was time to right that wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember mentioning something and you said, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, how do you not know what Flavor of Love is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's me. So <laughs> it's like, that was
0: a big part of 2006 or something like that. Yeah. So we're going to do two of the worst movies that I loved as a preteen, respectively from 2003 and 2002. And they're both terrible and they both star a pop star. So I'm going to let you pick which terrible movie you want to watch. And we'll just go from there. So, the f- first option is one of the worst movies ever made.
1: Oh boy! And
0: I love it. And it's a little, it's a little movie called From Justin to Kelly. This is a movie that after Kelly Clarkson got first on American Idol and Justin Guarini, Gr- I don't even know how to say his last name, um, the curly-haired dude from. The first season of American Idol got second.
1: Oh, hey, just so you know, I'm never going to be able to tell you the names, the people you're thinking about. Never. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, like Miss Independent, you know that song? N- no. <laughs> Since You've Been Gone?
1: Since You've Been Gone, I do know.
0: Okay, that's Kelly Clarkson. She won the first ever season of American Idol. Okay. Justin Guarini, I believe is, how do you say his last name, was the runner-up on that season of American Idol. And they were contractually obligated to star in a movie after they won American Idol and got second place, respectively.
1: Was that, like, part of the terms?
0: That was part of the terms for the first season of American Idol. And then they made a movie that was so bad that they took the term out of the rest of the um, the contracts. <laughs>
1: So American Idol, that's the one where everybody had to line up and sing for angry judges. And one of them was Simon, right?
0: One was Simon. Um, they weren't all angry because one was Paula Abdul and she loved everyone. Oh. And I love Paula Abdul. But anyway, so From Justin to Kelly. It's a movie about Kelly Clarkson going on spring break and meeting a really curly haired dude. Um, It's bad. So your next option is from 2002. It also stars a pop star. And if you don't know who this person is, I don't. Even know you, it's it's called Crossroads, and it's starring Britney Spears.
1: Of course, I know Britney Spears. <laughs> okay, I did have a pulse during the two thousands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in two thousand seven, she did um, shave off all her hair, but this is five years earlier. It also has Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning, which I think is like a very strange like group of girls. It's like got a lot of people in the movie that you wouldn't think would be in this movie. Like, um, I'm pretty sure, uh, like, Dan Aykroyd.
1: (laughs) Dan (laughs) Aykroyd?
0: Dan Aykroyd plays, like, Britney Spears' dad. Anyway, so both of these movies have like a weird like plot like thread through them, like centering on something like kind of like a little too much for like a teen movie. Like, and from Justin to Kelly, there's like a class issue between like this rich girl on spring break and like this bus boy. <laughs> and then in Crossroads, there's like there's like a teen pregnancy scare or teen pregnancy like issue. I'm not really sh- I don't know. It's it's been a while since I've seen this movie.
1: Didn't her sister get teen pregnant?
0: Yeah, but this was a few years later. Her sister's actually in this movie. I think she plays a, a young version of, of Britney Spears, which makes sense because they have the same face. They're both very bad movies, but only one of them has been called one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah, I'm gonna let you pick which one you want to watch. From Justin to Kelly, a truly terrible movie, or Crossroads, which I remember also being pretty bad.
1: <laughs> Am I allowed to Google these movies before I make my decision?
0: It, what are you searching for?
1: <laughs> I just wanted to like see what the posters are.
0: You can look at posters but you can't like l- click on the Wikipedia link.
1: Oh yeah, I'm not going to read the plot line. I just want to let you know I am really surprised to see that Crossroads is it written by Shonda Rhimes? <laughs> <laughs> of Grey's Anatomy and Scandal fame. Oh man. So <laughs> I think I have to go with Crossroads because I mean I've binged all of Grey's Anatomy. That is something I did watch from that time. Well, I didn't watch it until, like, last year, so I'm 15 years behind, but...
0: I haven't watched any of Grey's Anatomy, actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I definitely... I have to pick that just because of Shonda Rhimes writing the screenplay. And plus, you know, I've never seen Britney Spears in a uh, television role other than... Was Britney Spears on... What sitcom did she, like, make an appearance on? It wasn't... It wasn't Friends
0: was it I, how i met your mother
1: how i met your mother yes she was in how i met your mother
0: britney spears also had a truly terrible reality show for a little while when she was married to kevin Federline.
1: i do remember Kfed fed very vaguely very vaguely
0: britney and kevin chaos or chaotic or something like that it was um it was chaotic <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so definitely i'm gonna choose crossroads I guess what we're going to do is we pick the movie now, and then in a few days, I'll watch it, and we'll get back together to talk about it, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should also watch it again.
1: Probably. (laughs) Because
0: it's been a little while since I've seen it. I've seen it several times because I have bad taste, (laughs) and it came out when I was 10, and I was in love with Britney Spears until I was... 25, which is how old I am now, and I'm still in love with Britney Spears. (laughs) Everyone
1: should be in love with Britney Spears.
0: I just feel, like, so proud of her growth as a person after her total meltdown in 2007.
1: Yeah, if she can get through 2007, we can get through... I can get through Crossroads. (laughs) If
0: if, if Britney Spears can get through 2007, you can get through Crossroads.
1: All my love and respect to Britney Spears. Just... (laughs) britney
0: sears isn't listening to this it's fine
1: (laughs) (laughs) justin long is in this movie now that is a 2000 celebrity i had a crush on oh
0: yes and so is oh the whole band bowling for soup plays the graduation band in this movie (laughs) that's embarrassing (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so um been a while since i watched crossroads i want to say it's been at least five years and that's being very generous it's probably been closer to seven but i have seen crossroads multiple times and i remember thinking where the heck is in britney spears a movie star and the answer is this movie probably
1: <laughs> is it on netflix it's on amazon prime
0: okay i have amazon prime
1: well You have to watch with Cinemax, but I can get a seven-day free trial, so it looks like I'm going to be watching Crossroads on Amazon.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, seven-day free trial of Cinemax, that's just like, you get the free trial and then you cancel it after an hour and 33 minutes, which is when you're done watching Crossroads.
1: (laughs) That's all you need. That's all you need. That's the only reason to get Cinemax, is to watch Crossroads. Truly. Why can't I just go to a store and rent this movie instead of having to find it online? I don't even think we have a video store anymore.
0: I'm trying to think if we have a
1: video store. If we had I think like they still have like family, family videos. Video. Yeah. yeah. But
0: we used to have Hastings, but those went out of business um, like a couple years ago.
1: Could you imagine? <laughs> I just want you to imagine being the guy who works at the VHS rental place in 2017. And you're sitting there at this desk. And you're just, you know, I guess waiting for your shift to end so you can go on with your life. And the phone rings. You pick it up. It's dusty. It's got cobwebs coming off it because nobody calls your store. And you just hear one woman ask for the phone, "Hi, I'm wondering if you have the 2002 movie Crossroads starring Britney Spears, written by Shonda Rhimes."
0: And then that guy just goes, "Go fuck yourself," and hangs up. And you don't work it, and you, and then you don't work at Family Video anymore. <laughs> You didn't even want to work here anyway.
1: (laughs) But honestly, it was all worth it.
0: (laughs) I've got Britney Spears' song stuck in my head now. Which one? Sometimes I run. Sometimes... I don't know. Sometimes I'm scared of you.
1: Is it necessary for me to first listen to all of Britney Spears' discography pre-2002 before I go into this movie?
0: I want to say no, but I'm not going to discourage you from doing that.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. So... I'm going to go suffer in this movie and I'll get back to you in a few days.
0: Okay. I hope you enjoy it, but I know you won't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we are back. You have watched the movie
0: Crossroads starring Britney Spears. And I have one question. Did you hate it?
1: I feel like it's a very complicated question to answer because there have been movies that I've absolutely hated. Like just like this was a waste of time. I cannot believe I watched this movie And with Crossroads, there was definitely a moment halfway through it where you asked me if I was enjoying this movie, and I felt like it wasn't a bad movie. I actually kind of started to enjoy the whole carefree road trip part of it. I thought it was interesting. I thought their dynamics were interesting enough, even though they were very cliche. But then by the end of it, it just goes into this insane spiral that makes the movie ultimately unenjoyable. But I didn't hate it, because I feel like there were still some things in it that were worthwhile, worth watching. I probably will never watch this movie again, so.
0: (laughs) That's still, like, the nicest thing anyone's ever said about this movie, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. It's not a good movie. What I really think is so funny about it is just the insanity of all of the different storylines that Shonda puts into play. It's
0: like a whole Grey's Anatomy season of plot twists. In an 85 minute movie.
1: Yes, it really is. I think that honestly, because this movie came out in 2002, mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy started in 2005. Literally every single plot in that has been recycled some way in Grey's Anatomy. I really just think that Shonda Rhimes was like, I need to practice, see what storylines hit with our audience. And unfortunately, she didn't realize that if you do horrible plot after horrible plot after horrible plot, and I mean horrible isn't like it's supposed to be heart-wrenching, the audience no longer feels that any of it is horrible. You know, it's just at that point, it's just like, okay, okay. All right. What else? You know, it's just <laughs> cool. She's pregnant.
0: Cool. She got hit. Cool. She's she's the the fiance is a rapist. Cool.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like it was just so unbelievable. But at the same time, like you know, when when the door opens and sh- and Mimi recognizes Kit Cat's boyfriend, it's like, oh, definitely, definitely, he did it. But then it's like, how does that make any sense? Any sense at all? Like. Did he move to California after he accosted some young woman? Is that what we're supposed to, like, that's just what he does?
0: No, 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 no. um, he's He's a student at UCLA and he came home for a Christmas break and he accosted a woman and then he went back to school. Yeah. No, that's literally it. Yeah. Also, on that same Christmas break, he proposed to his girlfriend, you know, after raping a drunk girl.
1: He's an absolute bastard, but it's a completely unbelievable bastard. It doesn't make any sense that something like that would actually happen, except in Shonda Rhimes' land, where everyone is connected, and all storylines are intricately interwoven into a blanket of trauma that all characters must cuddle under.
0: Except for Britney Spears, and her trauma is Kim Cattrall
1: doesn't love her anymore. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, I guess, uh, should we maybe outline how this movie progressives for our audience members who don't want to be subjected to this torture of a movie yeah and
0: especially for our audience members who don't want to use their seven-day free trial of cinemax to watch crossroads
1: yes because unfortunately you can't just go buy movies anymore because it's 2017 unless you want to pay 40 bucks on amazon which is how much you'll have to pay to buy the dvd so i bet you can get like a chinese bootleg off ebay for like 37 but it'll take a month. Yeah, that's the problem. Because they have to go get a cinematic subscription and then rip it from the screen.
0: Yeah, okay, so the the movie Crossroads is a movie starring Britney Spears, Zoe Saldana, and, uh oh my gosh, what's her name? Taryn Manning. Okay, so, and Taryn Manning, and they are all playing, um, like, recent high school graduates. And, of course, they were best friends when they were, like, ten. But eight years later, Britney Spears is a cool... I mean, not a cool. She's not cool. She's a geeky, smart, good girl. Zoe Saldana is a mean bitch, and Taryn Manning is a pregnant teen. And they dig up their treasure chest thing that they buried when they were 10 and find their dreams that they had. And somehow that turns into a road trip movie, even though they're not friends anymore.
1: Yeah, they just, like, agree to go on this road trip that Mimi has because Mimi wants them all to go join a music. Mimi being Taryn Manning, the pregnant teen. Mimi wants them all to go join some music competition. They're like, oh, I'm not going to go do that, but you can go drop me off in Arizona to go see my mom. Because, of course, Britney Spears has a no mom storyline. She was abandoned as a three-year-old and her mom is Kim Cattrall uh, from Sex and
0: the City and she's horrible.
1: And her dad is Dan Aykroyd, who is also horrible.
0: The film opens. It's just children whispering. The child playing Britney Spears as a a young girl is uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. So good casting there.
1: They lie to their parents, but where they are, they're both like, my mom thinks I'm at your house and your mom thinks you're at my house. And they have a creepy shoebox that they bury by a tree. And they pack it down so the cadaver dogs can't find it. Basically, the whole thing is that they wish to be friends forever, but it didn't come true. Womp womp. Basically, the movie Crossroads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's very strange too is that then it jumps to high school and of course, they're also different people now. The whole point of this movie is like they uh, have to come back together because when they buried that box in true blood ritual style, they had to come back eight years later on midnight to dig up the box. By the way, this promise was to dig up the box on graduation night. And in this universe, graduation night is also prom night. It is. Because... That's a thing that happens in Shondaland, apparently.
0: And apparently the prom is being held in a hotel of some sort that Justin Long... Yes, Justin Long is in this movie. Justin Long being Lucy's lab partner of three years gets a hotel room and they're going to lose their virginity to each other. Even though he's just her lab partner.
1: They literally have a list about why they should lose their virginity to each other. And one of them is... We've been lab partners for three years, so we trust each other. It's just, it's insane. And the thing is, like, you really can't blame Justin Long's character, whose name is forgettable because he's a forgettable character.
0: I don't remember him ever saying that. (laughs) What? I don't remember them ever saying the the character's name at all.
1: Yeah, honestly, he probably just is nameless because he's there for literally, like, 10 minutes of the movie, maybe. And then she ditches him. And he's never brought up again. Yeah. The thing is, you have to understand, Lucy is a good girl. She's a very good girl. And I mean that with two capital Gs. She is a good girl. Trademark. She's very smart. And she's very pretty. And she's virgin, which they make fun of her for being a virgin for some reason. I guess it's a thing that teenagers do. It doesn't happen. Mostly because she's uncomfortable with it, because she's like, I don't want this to be the way I lose my virginity, which, understandable. It's just a monk, yeah. For whatever reason, they decide not to have sex with each other, and Britney Spears just books it. She leaves, because where's she going? That's right, to the place where the box was buried, to dig up the corpse and remember their crimes together. And, as you already said, they dig up the box, they decide, hey, here are all our dreams, let's go on a road trip. And, of course, their dreams were, like, really lame. They were so lame, I didn't even take notes on what their dreams were. They were that lame.
0: Britney Spears wanted to find her mom. Didn't happen. Taryn Manning wanted the
1: world. Oh, yeah, she had an earth keychain.
0: Kit buried her, like, black wedding Barbie, so she wanted to be a bride.
1: Oh, yeah, this this girl, 18 years old, I guess, because they just graduated engaged. Yes. Wants to get married already, which is like, ah! But it's 2002, I guess, so... It's 2002, things are different. They all jump into this car with the lead singer of the the prom band that was at their function the night before. He just got out of
0: jail and no one's really sure why. So the first logical conclusion that this 22-year-old guy who got out of jail um, can be is is he killed someone. Because people only spend a couple years in jail for murder.
1: They go meet Mimi with his car, and nobody even takes a second guess as to why a murderer is driving their car. They just jump in. Yeah, they go like, who's this guy? And Mimi goes, oh, he's cool. That's
0: Ben, or whatever his name is. He's cool. Keep in mind, like, he must be in this universe, like, 20 max, but he looks like a 40-year-old, kinda. And he's wearing, like, a puka shell necklace.
1: Oh, speaking about fashion, Britney Spears' character, Lucy, is wearing a bucket hat. Yes, she's wearing a bucket hat. And, you know, today the 90s are back in style, but that's not going to happen with bucket hats. They're just never coming back, and I refuse to let it happen. Anyway, so Lucy jumps in because she wants to go visit her mom. So they just accept that this random dude named Ben is driving them across the country, and he's a murderer from the prom. They're teenagers, so, like...
0: They all brought $40, and it's going to get them to California. God damn it.
1: They go to a Waffle House because that's Southern culture. And Britney Spears, the capital G good girl, um, decides to take their finances into account. And she legitimately pulls a calculator out of her pocket. Well, because not only is she a
0: good girl, she's also
1: a smart girl, capital S. She pulls out the calculator, does the math. I think they have like 400 something dollars which is pathetic for a road trip. It's really pathetic. Yeah,
0: it's like, like right under 500 And I'm, I just remember thinking, between the four of these people, they don't have $500.
1: For a road trip, Ben also has a horrible taste in music. He listens to like the most cliche stuff ever, as if it's like, Shonda was like, hey, what would a murderer listen to on the radio?
0: Isn't there a scene where he listens to something like, that's how I kill people, that's how I kill people.
1: Literally, it, the lyrics were, here is something you can't understand how I could just kill a man. Oh, God. Because that's what Shonda thinks that murderers listen to.
0: That's a song that existed before this movie, and then someone had to, like, make a soundtrack and decided that that should be in the movie. Someone was in charge of that.
1: And then their car breaks down, and they're pretty calm about it at first, which is pretty strange because there's smoke coming out of the car.
0: Good, smart girl Brittany is also a master at repairing cars because um, her dad is a mechanic
1: she tells them how much it's going to cost and it ends up being like almost all the money they've got and so what they decide to do is go to a bar in town to win some money but just so we're clear they're not stripping no absolutely not stripping Mm -mm. because britney is a good girl very good girl this money-making scheme of theirs which i don't think is a thing that happens is that you can keep all the tips that the people in the crowd give during your karaoke session which i've never felt obligated to tip someone doing karaoke ever i would pay them to leave
0: i think it's a very special bar and it's the only bar in the entire world that has this
1: setup but this movie was going dangerously into coyote ugly territory until they made it clear that it was for karaoke and even though you're getting tips it's not stripping They make a lot of money, obviously, because Britney Spears takes over singing. They sing
0: like, I love rock and roll and make like $600. It's incredible. Yeah,
1: it's insane.
0: She gets accosted in the bar.
1: Yeah, someone harasses Britney. And of course, Ben the murderer elbows him in the face. It's very romantic. Yeah, and they go back to the hotel and for some reason he's mad at her.
0: He acts like, don't worry, I'm not mad at you about for what happened. And it's like, why would you be mad at her for getting harassed? 2002 is a different time.
1: And of course, now they get into a nicer hotel because they did have a hotel before and it was like a love hotel. But this one was like, oh, it's so fancy and it has a mini bar. And for some reason, these people have not figured out that you need to pay for the things you take from the mini bar. But whatever, they start getting drunk on some Boone's farm, it looks like some generic. Colored alcoholic punch. The only way that these girls could become friends again is one long night of drunken camaraderie. Basically, they're just spilling their life stories to each other. Okay, so I think what Britney Spears is she explains about how her mom left at when she was three. And Kit explains how she used to be really fat. And her mom, like, shamed her all the time, and she went to fat camp, and she loved it there because she was finally away from her mom. But also, you know, she had to be a good girl and lose the weight because she couldn't have also been fat and happy because that wouldn't have flown in this movie in 2002. It's 2002. I mean, like, there was a little hint of body positivity in that she was, like, talking about how she didn't like the way um, her mother made her feel or things like that, which was interesting. Then, of course, actually, Mimi does share that she was assaulted that night, because they're all like, oh, no, because it's, like, so weird. The, the, this is that turning point I was talking about, where up until that point, the movie seemed like it was kind of like a tale of, of fun, you know, like, girls getting back together as friends. This is so great. And then it's like, they introduce a rape plot, which is, like, Totally unnecessary and also just strange because it's not handled well. It's not handled well at all. The basic idea is that she got too drunk and a dude um, assaulted her. It's so very Shonda Rhimes. Like, it really just makes sense when you realize who the writer is that, of course, there's a rape plot.
0: And it's not even the worst plot in the movie, though.
1: (laughs) It really isn't. I mean, it just continues to escalate. It just gets worse and worse. And the movie, at this point, now just becomes a karaoke music video for Britney Spears.
0: And they're all Shania Twain songs?
1: Oh, really? I didn't even think about that.
0: Like, two two different Shania Twain songs, except for she reads a poem to Murder Dude, and it's a Britney Spears song that she's written. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's literally the song Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, but she just passes it off as a poem she wrote. Do you think it's because Shonda Rhimes didn't want to have to write a song?
1: That's probably why. I mean, also, then again, that would have been a really good way to market the movie, is to make a song just for this movie. Because that's what a lot of 2000s movies did, from what I understand.
0: Oh, my favorite karaoke part was the first karaoke when they turned on InSync's Bye Bye Bye. So
1: that was a good shout-out
0: to her boyfriend at the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and there's, like, this part where... Ben gets really mad at them because they're all girls and ruining his car, apparently. Just by existing inside of it. And he gets so mad. He tells them to pull over and then just goes out and starts kicking dirt. It's when he shares his life story, which is that his stepsister was getting beaten up by his
0: stepdad. So it's um her dad has like been beating her but he's not technically related to her.
1: Yeah, and that's why he gets put in jail is because he took her across state lines to go back with her mom, but apparently it's a crime to transport a child who is not blood-related to you across state lines. So he goes to jail for six months. And it's really great because there's this moment of clarity where Ben turns them and because they say, oh, we thought you murdered somebody. And he just goes... What in the hell were you thinking getting into a car with a homicidal maniac? It's like, thank you, Ben. Exactly. Why? Because these girls, I guess, want to get killed. That's all they want to do. All
0: they want to do is get murdered.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. So then, so Lucy just
0: finally gets in touch with her mom. Samantha from Sex and the City. And she has a new husband and two children who are like both under the age of 10. And she's a righteous bitch.
1: So that's not great. So she runs back to the hotel where they're all staying. She's soaked in rain because, of course, it's raining. And Mimi, tone deaf as she is, just goes, oh, at least you got to see your mom, right? Like, read the room, Mimi. Seriously. Yeah, she's
0: not the smartest girl in the world, is she? One of them says something like, well, at least you have us. These two two girls you weren't friends with two days ago.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... A bunch of stuff happens after that. It really just continues to get crazier and crazier, like... Britney Spears finally loses her virginity to a man she thought was a murderer the day before. They go visit uh, Kit's fiancé, and it turns out, of course, that Mimi recognizes him, and Kit's fiancé is the one who assaulted her, and Kit punches him in the face, which is pretty good. There's like a really good satisfying sound effect that doesn't match
0: the intensity of the punch at all, but it's like a... (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very cartoonish. It's like, yeah, it
0: sounds like uh, Wiley uh, Wily Coyote, like, punching out the Roadrunner.
1: And then, of course, Mimi tries to run out of the apartment building, trips and falls. She has a miscarriage. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, then there's a miscarriage plot line because Shonda rhymes. Yeah, Lucy calls her dad. Her dad shows up. Great dad, by the way. Terrible actor, but a great dad because he spends all this money buying plane tickets out there and buying plane tickets for all the girls to get them back. But then there's this moment where they're all going back to the airport. And of course, Mimi is in terrible shape right now. And,
0: you know, they're going to the airport and it's time for all the girls to go home. But you know what? Britney Spears hasn't sung in that singing competition yet.
1: Yes, the whole reason they were here, that singing competition.
0: Keep in mind, a singing competition that Britney Spears wasn't even going to originally sing in. It was going to be Taryn Manning singing in it. But no, she's a... Now it's Britney's time to shine.
1: She sees Ben on the road because, you know, California is so small that you'll just see this dude on the road, on on the street. She turns to her dad and says, Don't make me be like mom. Don't make me stay. Which is very weird or don't make me run away which is worse it's just a very weird like line and he just accepts that she gets out of the car and goes makes out with this dude that he's never seen before by the way that might be a murderer yeah and that's just like he just goes like oh well like, what are you gonna do like <laughs>
0: she's my good girl she's making good choices and it's like no no she's not dan Aykroyd.
1: she's 18 and she met this dude like three days ago and then he like
0: transported her over lots of state lines
1: (laughs) and um yeah so they do the the music competition and of course britney kills it because it's britney and she sings that song
0: she's wearing a, a halter top that has like You can see her entire stomach, and it looks amazing. Yeah. And the sleeves are eight feet long.
1: At some point, was it after the miscarriage or before the miscarriage when they rebury the box? They
0: bury it on the beach. They bury another box full of, like, their hopes and dreams. Keep in mind, they bury, like, she's, like, still wearing the locket with her mom's picture in it, and I'm like, why would you still be wearing that after she was such a monster? But she buries that, and um, Mimi, this is kind of... I mean, this whole entire movie is kind of dark, but like Mimi buries like her hospital bracelet and Kit buries her engagement ring. And I remember thinking, no, don't do that. You could sell it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, get something out of the douchebag.
0: Those other two things are like worthless, but like you could could get money out of that ring.
1: Yeah. But imagine the person with the metal detector who finds that box. He's going to be like, oh God, this is
0: like, This is trophies from a murderer.
1: I mean, like, again, a random box buried on the beach, which, by the way, would definitely come up within the next few days from the, you know. The tide
0: and sand. They pack it down, though. They pack it down.
1: So ultimately, the movie just gets insanely dark for no reason. Of course, Kate makes me watch these movies because she wants to torture me. And now I get to torture Kate with some academia because i took film courses in college because of course i did and there's this book called thinking about film by dean duncan it's a basically an explanation as to how to talk about film how to criticize it and on page 36 he discusses the dramatic structure of a linear story which this is supposed to be a linear story you're such a librarian I am. I, oh yeah, by the way, my day job is librarian, and I'm very much a librarian to the core. What he says is essentially that in a linear story, at the very beginning, there's a balance, like things are great, things are happy, which in this point, you know, they're kids, they're happy, they're best friends, bearing this box of wishes and dreams. Then something happens to cause an imbalance, which in this case, you know, They have various fallouts for different reasons, because some of them are popular, some of them are smart, whatever. And the rest of the story is spent trying to go back to that original balance, that original equilibrium. And the moment of disequilibrium is called the inciting incident. So the whole movie is supposed to be that with the protagonist uh, pursuing her objective and getting back to that equilibrium. And that's called the rising action. So the crisis is the moment of the story's highest tension where we don't know what will happen. This is all very basic stuff. We all know about how the climax works. And I think one of the big reasons this movie suffers so much is there are so many inciting incidents. There are so many moments of tension and things like that, that ultimately, even though it's supposed to be at the end, it is supposed to go back to that balance that they're all friends again. It doesn't feel like it. It still feels like That there's something wrong because the tone has shifted so much. It doesn't really feel like anything has really come to a satisfying conclusion. It's poor writing in a very, (laughs) in a myriad of ways in that, first of all, not everyone has to have a tragic backstory. I know that's hard for you to hear Shonda Rhimes, but it's true. It's like she made like a quilt of sadness and
0: like made everyone lay under it. Here's the square for a missing mom. Here's the square for uh, never went to football games. Here's the square for getting raped at a party. These things aren't all equal, okay?
1: (laughs) You're right. It's like some things are so heavy. Other things are like, oh, so you didn't go to a football game. That's horrible for you, I guess.
0: Here's a square for Justin Long wants to fuck me. <laughs> Karen Manning really gets the raw deal on this movie.
1: Ultimately, this movie, I didn't hate it, but like I said, for reasons already stated, it felt very imbalanced. It didn't feel satisfying. It had some enjoyable moments, but ultimately the overall tone of the movie ruined them. And also the whole thing about the poem being her song was super corny. But I think they felt it was supposed to be really cool, and it wasn't.
0: Yeah, that's really all you can say about the movie Crossroads. I mean, it's certainly a cinematic masterpiece, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not one that really ages too well, or particularly did well when it came out, even though I thought it was amazing. Um, I saw this movie in theaters when I was nine. <laughs> So this episode of Guess What You're Going to Hate was actually kind of a failure because Janine did not actually hate this movie; she just very much disliked it. Um, I'm gonna have to do better next time.
1: Yeah, really torture me next time. I need to be filled with rage.
0: I just need like a like a ninety-minute loop of like uh, Lindsay Lohan like puking and crying.
1: <laughs> hey, isn't that just the movie uh, Herbie?
0: Herbie <laughs> Fully Loaded. I was about to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fun fact. Um, according to uh, the IMDB page I have open right now. Justin Long was also in Herbie loaded
1: So I think it's obvious what we have to pursue next.
0: (laughs) It can't. This can't be the can't be the the Justin Long retrospective. Not yet. Could it be?
1: (laughs) He's a very two thousands guy. He is a very
0: two thousands guy. It's like what has he done since two thousand eight?
1: Well, that does it for our first episode of Guess What You're Gonna Hate. We'll see you again in two weeks. In the meantime. Check us out on our Facebook page, Guess What You're Gonna Hate, on Twitter at Hate Podcast, and on our website, hatepodcast.squarespace.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends and come back to see what Kate tortures me with next time. See you then!